I'm always looking for new assets for Peel, new drugs that we could develop, new discoveries that not only have the potential to treat disease, but to one day prevent disease so that we're looking at a world with less illness out there. This is Biotech Innovators, a podcast designed for those who are curious about how biotech businesses become a reality. In each episode, we highlight the stories of innovators who've overcome the challenges of starting and growing a biotech company. Each story uncovers the tactical steps needed for creating a business that helps make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Welcome to the Building Biotech podcast series, sponsored by Thermo Fisher Scientific. I'm Gail Puttrich, Special Projects Editor for Biofarm International. The Building Biotech series highlights the inspirational stories of biotechnology leaders who are making a lasting impact in the life sciences and healthcare spaces. Dr. Joshua Schiffman is the co-founder and CEO of Peel Therapeutics, headquartered in Salt Lake City and Haifa, Israel. It's a clinical stage biotech company with a serendipitous origin story and a bright future. The company's name is the Hebrew word for elephant, an animal with amazing cancer-fighting genetics that ignited the imaginations of Dr. Shipman and his partners, sparking a new approach to fighting disease in humans, starting with cancer and inflammatory diseases. Peel's work is inspired by evolution and focused on the science and the interconnectedness of all life on Earth. They're aiming to turn millions of years of evolution into the medicine humans need today. Dr. Schiffman is here to tell us all about it. Welcome, Dr. Joshua Schiffman. Like most of our guests on this podcast, you did not set out to become an entrepreneur, but you also weren't really setting out for a career in biotechnology either. Medicine and practicing medicine were your calling from a very young age and for some very personal reasons from what I understand. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The patients have always been my guiding light. And the reason for that, Gail, is actually when I was 15, I was diagnosed with childhood cancer, Hodgkin lymphoma, and began my summer of R&R, rest and radiation. Got through it okay and said as a 15-year-old boy, when I grow up, one day I'm going to be a doctor and help kids with cancer the same way the doctors helped me. But I had no idea it would unfold the way that it has. And medicine is also a family affair. That's correct. There are quite a few doctors in my family, but nobody in the biotech industry. That is for sure. I'm, I'm the first there. Uh, but yes, I've always grown up surrounded by doctors and really with a focus on how do you help patients and sort of old school medicine, making house calls, things like that. Really, you know, in caring for the patient is how you cure the patient, that type of mindset. So you come into the biotech side of things from a very practical application point of view. Exactly right. So really the story is that you know, so I did grow up to become a doctor. I became a pediatric oncologist. I was taking care of children with cancer. During my training, I got exposed to the laboratory, never thinking I wanted to work in a lab, but actually fell in love with the creativity 
and the buzz and the excitement that was going on inside a laboratory where you could answer any type of question if you just put your mind to it. And the more creative, the better, as long as you could back it up with science. And I began to realize that there might be a way of helping more than just one patient at a time if you could make some really large discoveries, right? I've always been one who wanted to transcend the incremental is something we say actually at Peel Therapeutics quite a bit. Wanted to take giant leaps to make a difference for patients around the world suffering from cancer and disease. Transcend the incremental. I love that. And and I love the idea of going into a lab to be able to answer any type of question, just throwing stuff out there to see how you can put your heads together to figure something out. So tell us about the types of questions you're looking to answer with Peel. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we started out with this discovery about natural cancer resistance in elephants. And this is still when we were in academics working with collaborators across the country. There was a recognition that elephants almost never get cancer, which is really amazing if you think about it. Elephants are a hundred times the size of people. That means they have a hundred times as many cells in their body as humans. They live 60 or 70 years. That many cells dividing decade after decade, just by chance alone, all elephants should be dropping dead of cancer as their baby elephants growing, right? But if all baby elephants died of cancer, they'd go extinct. And, and I'm here to tell you on this morning's podcast that extinction is not a good strategy for survival. So somehow evolution needed to figure out a way to keep elephants from developing cancer. Otherwise, there'd be no such things as elephants as we know today. And that was a fact that had been known for a long time that elephants don't get cancer, but it was a paradox, something known as Pito's paradox. And collaborators had discovered that elephants have extra copies of a cancer-fighting gene called P53, and that the elephant P53 works even better than the human P53. And, and that was really the secret sauce. That's, that's what our lab helped contribute. And this was still in academics where we were making the leap into to biotech. This kind of set the stage where we said, wow, evolution figured out a way to make a P53 in elephants that helps protect these giant, enormous creatures, these magnificent animals from developing cancer. And what if there was a way to take from the elephant and give to people? And that's how I met my co-founder, Dr. Avi Schroeder in Israel. And we began to talk together and said, what if we could bring together nature, medicine, technology? And what if we could start developing these life-changing medicines. And when we, we got really excited, we were jumping up and down and again, Avi's from Israel. And I said to, to Avi, I said, Avi, what's the, the Hebrew word for elephant? He said, the Hebrew word, Josh, is peel, P-E-L, P-E-E-L, peel. And I said, Avi, what do you think about the name Peel Therapeutics? And he said, I love it. I said, I love it too. And Peel Therapeutics was born. But where it went from there, Gail, was we said, you know, it's not just these elephants that nature has created amazing superpowers to combat disease. If you look around in trees and plants and even newborn babies, there are all of these super abilities in nature that can really be turned into medicine. So what Peel has become is a biotech company 
that differentiates itself by harnessing the power of evolution, evolution to develop life-changing medicines. And what we do with our R&D engine, we pick up, Gail, where nature left off, right? Nature has done the heavy lifting for hundreds of millions of years, creating the perfect cancer-fighting protein or anti-inflammatory peptide. And then Peel comes along with our scientists and we add solubility, scalability, bioavailability, and we turn this into medicine to try to change the world. But when people discuss biotechs, they say, oh, are you a platform company? Are you a therapeutic company? We're kind of both, right? Evolution is our platform. That's how we discover our drugs. That gets everything into the pipeline. And patients are our purpose. Evolution is our platform. Patients are our purpose. I love hearing about your collaborators beyond the elephants. They're awesome too. But can you tell us a little bit about the genesis of Peel, a little more about how you and Dr. Avi Schroeder met and how you, I like to think of it as you have a really diverse team and a really diverse board. And I sort of have come to think of it as Avengers assembling to, to fight disease. So can you tell us a little about how you brought all of these people together? Yeah, I love that. I, I think of it a little bit like Avengers uh, assembling as well. So this is how, I mean, this is a great story and it's a great story specifically because it's a true story. So I was in Israel several years ago for the first time. And this was before we started Peel. This is before I knew Dr. Schroeder. And Avi is brilliant. He works at Technion, the Israeli Institute of Technology, which is like the MIT of Israel, or they like to say MIT is like the Technion of the US, but a brilliant, brilliant guy, a chemical engineer working on nanoparticles. He can deliver any drug anywhere in the body using nanotechnology. But I had never heard of that before. Yeah, I didn't know anything about nanotechnology. I knew about medicine and elephants. I was giving this lecture at this conference. Avi was sitting in the audience. We hadn't met yet. And I ended the talk like I always do at the time, or always did at the time. And I said, gosh, if only there was a way to take this elephant cancer fighting protein in the elephant and figure out a way to deliver it to humans, right? Then we could do so much for preventing disease, treating disease, right? We could make people more like elephants, but oh, well, that's like science fiction. There's no way to deliver from an elephant to a person. Well, Avi, sitting in the audience, wrote down immediately on his piece of paper, need to speak to Dr. Schiffman to learn more about this elephant cancer-fighting protein to put into our nanotechnology, okay? Then Avi spoke, and I had never met him before, and he was talking about these nanoparticles delivering anything anywhere in the human body. And I said, oh my God, I wrote down on my piece of paper, need to meet Dr. Schroeder to learn more about nanotechnology so we can put our elephant cancer fighting protein into his, his technology. And we started talking during the break and we immediately hit it off. It's like we were soulmates separated at birth. And we came together and we said, oh my gosh, with Avi, your technology, with my background in, in medicine and comparative oncology, we could work together and we could make a difference for patients. And, and that's how we started. But then it got bigger and we started looking for people who were really creative and pioneers in evolutionary and molecular biology, people who could help us to engineer and accomplish our goal of really trying to make new medicines. Like I said, picking up where nature left off. 
on our board, we've been really fortunate, our board of directors, which is great because they set the tone, right, for a biotech company and they're the people you go to for advice. One of our uh, members is the former international chief medical officer of Amgen, Dr. Will Deere. He now works at the University of Utah and holds a, a position here. He's one of the um, vice deans of, of research, but he has decades and decades of biotech experience. And he is a, a wonderful colleague and board member. So he brings that drug development perspective. Another one of our board members actually is Dr. John Warnock, who invented something called the PDF, which I'm sure many of the listeners use on a daily basis and started a company called Adobe. And, you know, Mr. Warnock is an amazing, amazing man in terms of his experience in technology and pioneering new ideas. And, and he just loved this concept of using biotechnology to change the world. And so we have an amazing perspective and relationship with Dr. Warnock. And then we have a third board member, Mary Tolan, who is involved in investments in a very, very successful businesswoman, very savvy in terms of investing in, in healthcare uh, services. And to have those three different perspectives, plus Dr. Schroeder's on the board with his technology and chemical engineering, I'm on the board as well. And the conversations we have are really fantastic because of these different perspectives. And, and what I've seen in my career, Gail, is that the most successful companies are those that have the strongest relationships and can bring those different perspectives together to harness them for the single purpose. And in this case, the single purpose of taking new medicines from evolutionary biology and figuring out how to get them to the patients who need them most. Tell yes, me a little it, more about some of the specific problems that you guys are trying to solve for at Peel, what the world is going to look like without them and the direction that you're headed right now. Sure. That's a great question. And, you know, I have to say, I am having more fun than I've ever had in my entire life working at this company, leading this company, really trying to realize the vision, the dreams, the mission of, of what all of us have set out to do. I've also never worked harder in my life and I've never slept less in my life, but it all goes together and it really, I feel like we're making a difference. And really, as, as proof of that, you know, we have moved remarkably fast. We are about to begin our very first clinical trial, we have crossed the threshold in a very short period of time from a preclinical company to a clinical biotech company. Two years ago, almost to the day, we started doing some mouse testing in a new drug that we had acquired from um, an ancient Chinese tree. It's actually called the, the happy tree. And this is a drug that we've used and we've modified really to, along with our collaborators, to make it uh, avoid chemo resistance, at least in mice. And so we're so happy and so excited. I mean, it's called the happy tree, right? But we're so excited to now see if we can realize this potential in patients. You know, you asked the question, what, what does the world look like before or after our medicines? And really, if you look around and again, I had the best job on the planet because I get to look around and I get to think about all of these different super abilities in nature, right? So here's a great example we can, we can talk about for a few minutes if you want. 
newborn babies, right? So newborn babies come from a world where it's relatively sterile and clean inside their mom. And then they are born into the dirty, dirty world where we live and there's pathogens everywhere and their microbiome colonizes them with billions and trillions of bacteria. It turns out that evolution figured out a way to dim inflammation, to really calm down the immune response in just the first few days of life as a newborn baby adjusts to the world around them. And this is true, we think, for all animals as well, but talking specifically about humans now. And that's really incredible, right? They, it's Mother Nature's dimmer switch. There's a peptide that shuts down a very specific type of inflammation called neutrophil traps. It turns out that this peptide is very useful, not just for newborn babies. So Peel has exclusively licensed this discovery, right? We look to academics, we look to our partners and we say, what amazing new discoveries have been made and how do we turn those into medicines? So this peptide, it's a, a neutrophil targeting peptide. Again, it occurs naturally in newborns, just the first few days of life and then goes away. But now we can synthesize, make it, and we're testing it and we're blocking all types of inflammation, right? Acute inflammation uh, in mice, but still acute inflammation uh, in mice with sepsis, multi-organ failure, respiratory distress, strokes, we're able to essentially reverse the effects of stroke and block dead brain tissue just by blocking by blocking inflammation. Then there's chronic illness, right? Chronic inflammation with these neutrophils and these nets. And, and there's even imp implications for cancer. So what do I see the world looking like? I see a world with less inflammation and less cancer. Now, the holy grail, remember, I'm a pediatrician by training, right? That's, that's where I've got my board certification. And in pediatric scale, we want to prevent disease rather than treat disease, right? Like a good pediatrician. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. So I'm always looking for new assets for Peel, new drugs that we could develop, new discoveries that not only have the potential to treat disease, but to one day prevent disease so that we're looking at a world with less illness out there. And that's really where we're going, right? Where can we make the biggest difference, either in preventing disease or in those diseases that don't have any current treatment options? And so far, we've been very successful in mice, and now we're very excited that we've reached this clinical stage to start testing our drugs in humans. And congratulations on that. That is especially in two years, that is a tremendous accomplishment. Yeah. And I, I should say, it's not my accomplishment, it's our team's accomplishment, right? I guess to just sit back and, and watch, it's, it's really so rewarding to see the dedication of all of the people in, in our company. Everyone has this similar mindset. Everyone is touched by cancer. Everyone's touched by some type of inflammatory or immune disease in their life and they've seen friends and loved ones. And so, you know, half our company is in Israel where the R&D arm is working in, in Peel Israel and half is in Peel US. And it's really true. We are working 24 seven, right? Around the clock. When the lights go down in the US and people go home, then the lights turn on in Israel and they start working there. And we just keep working and working. And that's how we move so fast because you have never met a more dedicated group of scientists and engineers and drug developers and clinical trialists 
everyone has a story to tell. And when they hear about what we're doing in Peel, they recognize how important this can be for saving lives. And that's, that's our core mission, making a difference for, for patients with disease. Around the clock and around the world, no wonder you're not getting any sleep. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> I've had many, many after midnight Zoom meetings, but they're all very exciting and they keep me going. So other than the fact that apparently residents get more rest than entrepreneurs, Yes. What has been the most unexpected lesson that you've learned from starting Peel? Something you just did not see coming. Really, what I've learned, we talked a little bit about this, Gail, it's, it's relationships. So you never know how people you meet in your life are going to come back, not to haunt you, but to help you, right? So when I was practicing medicine, I had many colleagues across the world and they had different areas of expertise and, you know, meet them at the, the different conferences and you develop a relationship with them, you know, professional relationship and you talk about patients and so on and, and you maintain those. But what I didn't realize being an entrepreneur is how helpful those relationships are, right? Because now I can pick up the phone or call in on a Zoom meeting and say, you know, Dr. So-and-so, we're, we're working on this new drug. And we'd like to, you know, try it in this area of medicine. Do you think this is a good idea? Or for instance, you know, I had a, a colleague, I mean, this is incredible, right? It's, it's just, I think the lesson is how interconnected we are, all are. I had a colleague in medical school. Uh, we hadn't talked, we were friendly in medical school, but he went and did his thing. He became a very important nephrologist and doing clinical trials. And uh, he was at Vanderbilt for a while. I, you know, went to Stanford for a while. Then I've been in Utah uh, for the past uh, 10, 15 years. Uh, you know, and occasionally Facebook friends, we'd see each other or something like that. Well, it turns out we were really focused on how can we prevent kidney injury with one of our drugs for inflammation. It turns out, he was the nephrologist I had to speak to. And not only that, he had just accepted a position in Utah, right? So it's all these webs throughout the universe, all these connections. And now he's advising us and helping us as we move forward and think about clinical trials. So what have I learned as an entrepreneur that surprised me? It's just how much the people in your life really want to help you and can become a part of what you are doing, right? Enthusiasm is absolutely infectious, right? That's one type of infection. We don't want to block and shut down enthusiasm. And it is fantastic to see so many people when they hear about what we're doing, right? When they hear this, this it seems to resonate. And, and that's really exciting for me is the fact, you know, when I say, look, Peel, what's Peel Therapeutic? Peel Therapeutic is nature's conduit to the clinic, right? We take our pipeline, we target high unmet clinical needs from patients, who don't have any viable treatment options in cancer and inflammation. We select and engineer those programs. We look for radical effects. And I get very excited. I often jump up and down on when I'm talking about it, wave my hands all over there, and they start jumping up and down too, right? And it's, it's bringing the teams together. It's a common cause. If you want to change the world, it absolutely takes a community behind you. And that's true for the investors, as well as the scientists, as well as the clinicians. It does seem like there is more at an above average rate of cosmic resonance going on around Peel. And some of these interconnections 
are not just about colleagues. It's about ecosystems and the planet and social determinants of health and everything seems to be interconnected and coming together at people. But, you know, people I haven't talked to for years or a different aspect of life or, or new people I've met and they, they, they come together. And look, I'm a physician scientist, so I believe in fact. But at the same time, there is some weird cosmic interconnectedness uh, going on and hopefully rooting us for our, our success. I mean, it is just, it's, it's amazing. You know, now look, when I was undergrad, I majored in animal behavior. Uh, I had no idea it would come back and help me, you know, 30 plus years later, as I'm trying to save the world, trying to understand the animals and, and behavior and their, their super ability. Elephants have been, the elephants have been calling you for 30 years, apparently. Yes, they have. Not, not only that, do you know that the zoo is a few blocks from our house? And, you know, for many years, I would drive by the zoo every single day, not realizing that the elephants right on the other side of the fence would be our single biggest blood donors to help us to understand how to change the world of cancer. It's just, you know, when you open yourself up to the universe, amazing things can happen. It's really quite incredible. Now, the thing for me is that it's actually happening. Right. And so we once were having a conversation. Well, how would you describe Peel Therapy? If Peel was a person, how would you describe that person? And I said pretty clearly, I remember the conversation. I said, well, if I was described Peel as a person, it would be someone who's walking around with his head in the clouds, dreaming about every single creative possibility and imagination that can happen to change the world. But that person has his feet firmly planted on the ground in reality and can figure out a way scientifically, scientifically to make those dreams happen. And, and that's exactly what we're doing in Peel. And that's why it's so exciting. And the proof is we've got a clinical trial, right? We're going to start enrolling patients with advanced solid tumors to see if this drug that we've been working on using hardcore bench science, right? Chemical engineering, nano carriers, can we actually save the lives of people who need it most. And describe your company as a person is such a podcast question. I'm going to hold on to that one. Sure. A thing I usually ask people on this podcast is, I think a little bit difficult for you to answer because there's so much going on with Peel, but I'll ask it anyway. Yeah. What is the one thing that you hope Peel will be remembered for? in the future? That's a great question. I hope that Peel will be remembered for the company that looked to nature to change the world. And what I mean by that is, I really believe that there are so many amazing discoveries in academics, right? That's where I came from. That's, that's my roots, right? Academic medicine and cancer centers and discovery and research science. But too often, these discoveries are talked about, but then they don't go anywhere, right? And so what I hope is that Peel is remembered as the company that took these amazing academic discoveries, right? Whether it's about a tardigrade or a hibernating bear or, you know, cardiopulmonary function of a giraffe, right? And took these amazing discoveries and we were the company that figured out how to turn that amazing evolutionary biology, that research discovery into the medicine 
that helped the people the most? I have to say, Josh, you make it sound like so many answers are just at our fingertips if we can take the time and in many cases find the funding, but really take the time to to seek them out and reach just a little bit further. That is the absolute truth. I believe that wholeheartedly. My whole life is really dedicated at this point of looking around and keeping our minds open, keeping our brains open. How do we intersect curiosity and science? Because it's all right there. How do we do it in the way that we need to, so that we can develop these medicines? There's a playbook here, and Peel has that playbook to actually get these to patients who are suffering. Because the answers are all out there in nature. And it hasn't been one or two years working on it. It's, we're talking hundreds of millions of years of creating through evolution the perfect disease fighting protein or peptide. These superpowers or super abilities of animals are, are real, right? You know, hummingbird's heart beats thousands of times a minute but they don't go into V-fib. Well, there's biology there. That's real molecular biology. Let's figure out how to take that and turn it into medicines to help the patients. And I have to say that reinforces the idea that we are all connected and dependent on each other in some ways. Yeah. Really you, amazing how it comes down to the molecular level. Can you think of any reason more important to conserve elephants and make sure they don't go extinct. And the fact that they may hold the very protein to help prevent and treat cancer. Such a powerful concept. And it's amazing to hear how you are turning it into reality. It, you know, and again, one of the things that's so fun, especially with the elephant program, because we have several different programs, right? We have multiple assets in our company that we're we're moving forward, right? Again, that's why the lights never go off. We're working on all these different things simultaneously. The group that's helping us to deliver the elephant cancer-fighting protein, we're really proud of as a company called Nanovations. And Nanovations co-founder is someone who actually, Dr. Peter Cullis, who helped come up with the lipid nanotechnology that is being used today to deliver the COVID vaccines, right? The RNA COVID vaccine. So he's obviously got a pretty good track record. And obviously there are many people who are involved in that discovery, but he is an expert, right? This is what he's been doing for his entire career. And he also is very excited. And so is Nanovations to deliver this elephant P53, right? And so how amazing to be using a similar type of approach, which is tried and true, right? How many millions of people around the world have gotten vaccines in arms? So we know this technology works. And again, it's this coming together of these different perspectives, right, to make a difference. You know, it's, it's keeping your eyes open. Everything is out there, right? If you, if you go to zoos or you go to safaris or you read nature or science, the journals, and, and you look, there are all these amazing things that are described. And what we like to do is, again, this connecting of facts and ideas that usually are disparate. But our secret sauce is bringing them together. And we say, you know, I'm a doctor, Avi's a chemical engineer, you know, a hibernating bear, <laughs> doesn't get a high cholesterol. Okay, 
So let's put that all together and shake it up a bit and see what we can come out of the other end with. But part of it is slowing down long enough to say, all right, well, what, what can we learn from a hibernating bear? How do we throw this hummingbird heartbeat into the mix to help solve this problem? And that does involve slowing down and looking around and not everyone remembers how. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. You know, it's just looking at different, as you said, it's looking at different perspectives. This is Peel's secret sauce. Looking at different ways of what's already out there, what's taken hundreds of millions of years to do perfectly, but in a different setting and say, ah, I wonder if we move this into the clinic, right? Where's the biggest unmet need? How can this help? And for us, our focus right now is cancer and inflammation. We'll probably grow larger, we hope, in the future. But right now, it's it's cancer. That's where that's where my roots are from, right? That's my personal motivation. You you won't find anyone more motivated than me to to beat cancer, right? So, um, you know, from my own patients, from myself, friends, family, and so, what is out there in the world that you know we can use to apply in new ways that that nature's figured out, but in a different setting, and then move it to to the patients, the clinic. Some of that is letting go of the scientific nature, the human nature, but particularly pervasive among scientists and biotechnologists to test and test and test, except that nature has done this testing for us. Let's take what we're given, take it as the baton in the next leg and relay. Most biotechs spend $100 billion a year. They take the smartest scientists they can find in the world. They lock them in a room for like three years and they say, okay, don't come out till you get a new drug. Three years later, they open the door and they say, what do you have? You're the smartest people, the smartest humans on the planet. And they say, well, we tried a hundred different things and maybe 10 worked. And of those 10, maybe one perhaps makes it to the clinic. So that's, you know, three, five, maybe 10 years. Evolution has done that same thing over hundreds of millions of years, right? It took 55 million years, 55 million years of research and development for an elephant to become an elephant and become cancer resistant. I don't care how smart a scientist you are, even if you're my co-founder, Dr. Avi Schroeder, you're never gonna beat 55 million years of tinkering of evolution to get the exact perfect cancer-fighting protein. And that's where Peel steps in. We say, okay, thank you very much, evolution. We'll take it from here. We'll turn it into the medicine that people need. Which is no small feat. No, that's why we raised the money <laughs> to hire the people to make it happen. It's also a responsibility, 55 million years of evolution at work, and you're going to find a way to get it into a needle. That's, that's that, a big ass. That's, that's a beautiful, 55 million years of evolution. We're going to figure out a way to get it into a needle. It is a big ask, but we're up to it. And we've already done it once, right? So we're going to continue to do it over and over again. Usually I ask people, what's one thing you want? someone to know about your company, but I don't want to make you pick just one. I think the one thing I would say is the world is an amazing place. And if we keep our eyes open to all of the new medicines that are out there, we can make a difference together. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Jill, I really appreciated our time today. 
And thanks to all of you for listening to this Building Biotech podcast from BioPharm International, sponsored by Thermo Fisher Scientific. Thank you for joining us on Biotech Innovators. This show is brought to you by Thermo Fisher Scientific, the world leader in serving science. If you enjoyed what you learned in this episode, make sure to follow Biotech Innovators wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. See you next time.